for all those who continue this notion of LeBron James being better than Michael Jordan, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> Shut up already. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! You hear the Bulls uh, commentator goes, he wants his mummy. <laughs> he uses Curry way down to White Mamba out. Oh my goodness. He's waited six episodes. Look at him. He can be sweating. I was writing that for an hour today. <laughs> Hello, NBA fans, and welcome to episode five of Sports Opinionated. We're here to give our opinions on all things in the wild winterland that is the NBA. Superstar players, legendary coaches, commentators, and their hair. We won't hold back. I'm Pete Evans, and alongside me, Matt O'Brien, Matt, good evening to you. And on a scale of LeBron James to Delonte West, just oh. how, just how deserving was Carl Malone of the 1997 MVP? Well, I will cover that later. Well, Matt, we're we're reaching the end. In the absence of any live action whatsoever, um, we've lasted. We've lasted. We've focused the beginning of our new podcast series, Sports Opinionated, on the Last Dance documentary series on the wonderful Chicago Bulls. Fair to say this series has been incredible. It outrated NBA previous NBA Finals, though if the Spurs are involved, how hard is it? But, uh, the finales are our foci today. The foci. Foci, yep, foci. These final two episodes are so packed um, to our listeners out there that Matt and I had to have a, a, a serious conversation. A board meeting. Week, have a board meeting. And we've had to split our final recap into two separate pods. Uh, because episode nine today, our focus on episode nine will take us down the path of the Bulls Pacers Eastern Conference Finals. We'll uh, look at the '97 NBA Finals, and as always, Matt, we're going to look at the highlights, the controversial quotes, the lowlights, <laughs> the things on the periphery, plus a whole lot more. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes, LeBron James at the buzzer. Is this the dagger? Oh! Matt, let's get into it. What are your standout highlights from episode nine? Uh, my highlight, Steve Kerr. The story about Steve Kerr. Magnificent. Is that one nil to me? One nil to you. Steve Kerr, he's 80... I looked this up. He's 86-year-old mum. How gorgeous was she being interviewed, <laughs> recalling their childhood. She was fantastic. Um, and that story very well deserved of being told. So... Yep. He was very honest in his accounts of the game, his role in them. Um, he's got a healthy level of self-deprecation, Evans, which I thought was very endearing, Steve Kerr. He's one of my favourites, so I was very happy he got made the cut. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. you? Yeah, well, I'll, for you? I'll, I'll just... Um, You've just taken yours? You've just taken mine, but I will just add, just, I liked the, that he used to you know, watch and guard John Paxson. Yes. Because he felt that what he did complimented Michael, mm. so he found his way into that team. Um just the story about his 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 own poor dad. Um, yeah, that was horrifying. Which, which I knew about, but just to hear him talk about it and see him well up. And I guess it's not unbelievable, but I still think it's, and I said this to you at the time, unbelievable that Jordan and Steve Kerr never discussed their fathers, not once. Mm. It shows you maybe that, not disconnect, but that not that type of connection between Jordan uh, and his teammates. Yeah. I, I'm with you. He's as good as an interview as we get in this series. Yeah. Um, the fact that he went to practice the next day after his father's passing... And then, of course, that awesome um, story he tells at the uh, at the parade at the end of the 97. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, one word, Reggie. 
He was a highlight for me. Yeah. Charismatic, yeah. captivating, He's magnanimous he was, Evans. <laughs> magnanimous. Magnanimous, magnanimous well in how he recalled the Bulls and uh, how yep. the respect he had for them. Just, yep. um, yeah, he was fantastic. I love Reggie. Really great. great. Fantastic. I never thought I'd say this. Um, when they jumped into the Pacers Bulls highlights, well, pretty much the first highlight we see. Can you picture Luke Longley coming across the lane and throwing it down with his left hand? Awesome. How good was I've that? I've got that written later on. Ma- one all. One all. Fantastic. Uh, Matt, some of these um, episodes that we're seeing in the last dance aren't too complimentary of guys like uh, Kukoc, Pippen. Some of the games we've watched in their entirety, we're like, oh, hello. They've been quite complimentary of the great man from Australia. Yeah, that's He's right. He's played well or done well in all of them. And no interview. Zero. Donuts from Luke. Let's save that for later. Um, <laughs> the tension, this is my other highlight, the tension in and around Game 7. Just that whole thing. Mm-hmm. The way they told the story of Game the game 7. And Game sevens in the NBA in particular yep. for mine. When you get deep in the playoff sevens, deep, yep. the pressure, the mental and physical fatigue, the high stakes, sure. it just creates a mesmerising concoction <laughs> of competitive drama that can't be matched. <laughs> Yes, I did write that. I didn't. That wasn't off the cuff. Hang on, I'll just try mesmerising concoction, concoction of, of competitive, competitive, drama. competitive drama. That's right. Well, there you go. So it was just, uh, and that was one of those game sevens that was just, oh, I, yeah, it was, it was brutal as a bulls man to watch. Brutal. Okay, fantastic. Uh, your eyes were wide open as you read that line. You were really concentrated. Oh, you know, yeah. Um, and uh, Matt, Carl Malone, nineteen ninety-seven MVP. One of the highlights. That was a highlight for you, was it? It was a highlight that... And what, for how outrageous it was? As a story, <laughs> it's certainly a highlight that um, the man from Utah finally got his... <laughs> I don't want to say due because I'm afraid of you right now, but... We'll check the numbers on that later to okay. see how that matched up. <laughs> yeah, we, you're going to make a point there. How surprising. Um, historically unbelievable that that happened, and it was unbelievable at the time. Yep, that's but right. I'll, I'll let you go hard later. And my last one in the highlights section to just open up was the low-level footage again of the 98 series. A couple of those highlights, I felt like I was sitting courtside on the 82-inch. That's what it felt like. Just amazing. If you're new to the to the show, uh, Matt, Matt has high uh, standards, expectations when it comes to quality and audio of, of viewing. Um, HD and, and and him have been a thing for a while now. Uh, which, which can you... <laughs> a thing. You got any, any clips or plays that you're like, oh, yeah, loved, loved at the ground level... Um, shot or just, just oh, the fact that, that there was, was one. There was one where Mark Jackson, sorry, where Jordan drove and Mark Jackson cut him off, and yep. then Jordan just threw the ball into him because he deliberately just ran into him basically. Yep. And then that, that 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 was literally like he was sitting baseline. That was gold. And there are a couple of others too where we do earlier series. Just some of that low level footage is fantastic. Sure. Yeah, low 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 level act from MJ there. Come on. Um, yes. Final highlight from me the. Poignant story of Gus, the security guard. Yes. Um, obviously a great protector uh, for, for Jordan from when he broke his foot. Obviously Jordan was emotional talk, talking about him, but Gus's wife sharing how um, Gus would get a phone call from a grieving Michael at 2 a.m. and he'd go, he'd go straight to him. Um, MJ was there with him in the family in the hospital during Gus's chemotherapy. Um, and, and the quote from Michael was that, you know, after my father was killed, he became like a father figure to me. And then this, Matt. And I had to have him next to me everywhere I went. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a real strong yeah. bond. Beautiful story. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, let, let's move on from the highlights because there's two big stories coming out of this episode. And the first one is that 
as you've already talked about, Matt, that seven-game series, 1998 Instant Conference Finals between the Chicago Bulls and the Indiana Pacers. I'm going to just jump in with the first um, point here from me. Those Pacers were loaded, absolutely Indeed. loaded. Coached by Bird, they went nine deep. Reggie, Smits, Mark Jackson, the Davis brothers, Chris Mullen, McKee, and Travis Best. They were a very Travis deep team. Travis Best, yes. Yep, nice they were player. deep. They were vets. Nice bench, guys. Can you picture that um, press conference down 0-2? Just how calm Reggie Miller was. He was not thrown at all. This is not their first road day. Mm. I reckon they were a really good foil for your team at that time. Made for a really good series. Yeah, and they yeah, certainly got tighter and tighter as the series went on. Mm-hmm. And one that game four obviously we're gonna have a good look at, but that was um that was the that was pivotal in terms of how how the series went that game. Absolutely. I'm ready to There's jump so there now if, if you're up for it. Yeah, so just to give a give a bit of an overview, the Bulls won up two oh. Um, games one and two. Mm-hmm. And then game three Reggie played really well in game three. I think he had twenty eight and they went made it two one. And then we come back to Indiana for game four. Which had an opportunity for the Bulls to go up three one, or the series to become a three game series. So that was uh, that was a lot at stake in Game Four. Okay, can we talk about the end? Yeah, you can talk about the end. Does it sting? I mean, you won the series, so it probably doesn't sting you too much. But uh, look, you steal the inbounds, you're up one, and you're shooting two free throws. Six point four seconds to go. Uh, I got four point seven, but you know. What's, what's 6.4, what's 1.7 between friends? <laughs> what's 1.7 between friends? Pippen, again, I t- I'm telling you, Matt, he breaks both free throws. So they get the ball with the chance to go. He's not the guy you want shooting pressure free throws. Uh, fair to say, fair to say. And then Reggie for the win. Yeah. Well, I'm, just, uh, I'm just giving you the floor just, here, mate. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, Reggie, Reggie went to say it was a lightly, lightly pushed him off. That was a massive push-off. It was right out in the middle of the open. Like, the ref was right there. It's the only reason he got free, in reality, if you look at it. I looked at it a couple of times. It's the only reason he got free. He pushed MJ off just at the right time, which allowed him to get the ball, take a step, and MJ was just trailing by that couple of metres he gained mm-hmm. from the push-off. So, but hey, good theatre now. We won anyway. But, yeah, it um, is. It is. Would you want to see that call today? Yep, absolutely. Would you? Yep. A massive push-off like that. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, now they were lucky to win that game, I might say. Who can get the numbers, the paces. Okay. Do you know the Bulls played extremely well in that game? As a matter of fact, as I have the uh, box score right in front of me, um, <laughs> the Bulls shot 56% from the floor in that game, 45% from three. They, they wow. clanged it at the foul line yep, with our friend Scotty. It was two of seven. They were 12 or 20 from the line versus the paces shooting the ball at 47%. But the Pacers, in a in a bit of a uh, look forward to a deer coming, were eleven of eighteen on threes, and that's what won them the Hello. game. There it is. Okay, let's jump so, ahead. Let's jump, jump ahead. ahead. Jump ahead. I'm boring him with stats, people. No, no, you're not boring me. But uh, there's a game seven that we need to get into now. I believe we've both watched this game in its entirety, uh, which I believe because we watched it together. Um, Matt, ugly, ugly game. Bulls shoot under forty percent. And win. You win the offensive rebound more, 22 to 4. One all. What the heck? Oh, no, 2 1 to me, thanks. I got one all. Oh, sorry. Yep, yep. Yep. Um, Pippen and Jordan, 21 rebounds combined. That's another 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 score for you. What's that, 3 1? Yep. Oh, jeez, I've got nothing more to say here. Yeah. Um, you got down 3 love last week. You still got up. Yeah, I, I, and what was quite ironic was Reggie saying, you throw away the game plan and it's who wants it more. 
or they didn't want it enough. Clearly, the, the paces. Okay. Um, and the great irony also, you mentioned before how big and long and strong they are. Do you know in the series, they were out-rebounded at the offensive end by an average of six or seven, I looked it up before, seven offensive boards a game they okay. were out-rebounded mm-hmm. by. Yep. They outshot the Bulls in the series, both from two oh. and three and the free throw line. They yep. outshot them in every single area. Yep. But the Bulls had an extra, I think I looked at maybe eight shots per game. That'll do it. Just, just through hustle and effort plays. So sometimes it doesn't come down necessarily to how well you shoot the ball. It's... Um, Doing the the intangibles, the one percenters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, paying attention to detail. We watched that game, and, and early on, we both agreed. You know, they had you, but the problem was, <laughs> they had you early. <laughs> the first thing you can be is up by twelve early, and that you had them by early in the second. You'd caught up that lead. Um, how's the free? How's the free throws by both teams in this game? Yeah. Indiana missed fourteen out of thirty-seven. The Bulls missed seventeen out of forty-one. Yep. This, the the pressure. It was Just, tight. Unbelievable. It was tight. I'm not going to go and, and sit you through a, a three-minute recap of a jump ball, Matt, with five minutes to go. As the yeah, docker. what was that as if oh, that's the deciding moment? Yep. But some late-key plays were including, you know, that care three off that jump ball. Nice, longly mid-range jumper, which he nailed. Yeah, off a, off a Jordan pass. Harper yes. Steele, the Pippin runner and one that you love. Yeah, that's the one that sealed the game, yep. I think. 88-83 final score. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, intense. It was. Intense. It was. I thought Miller termed it perfectly that the Bulls had that championship DNA and that championship experience. And basically that was that's the closest they got since they won their from when they'd won their first title, other than when Jordan wasn't fully fully physically fit in ninety five, but that was the closest they got to losing. Right. Right there. Yep. With six minutes to go in that game. When sure. David Aldridge said I I had Indiana with six minutes to go. Did he? Yeah. He said oh, that he go. said that in an interview. Right, within six minutes to go I had Indiana winning. Okay. So did well to get out of that, well, and then on they went. Yep. Well, he was a star again, David Aldridge, in this in this episode. Well, that ends our big story one. Now, I'm not going to hit you up with a little segment now. now I want to go to our second big story because these finals were as good as it gets. 1997, the Doco Series takes us back just the one year now because we're almost caught up to the 1997 NBA Finals. Um, Bulls, Jazz, Bulls home court. Your reflections on that series early on. Stockton's Stockton's winning game winning series winning three against Houston. Yep. That play doesn't get anywhere near enough leverage as it should. That was an awesome shot to sure. win that series and put that away. I just want to open with that. I'll let you go from here because I've stuffed it up already. That's all right. No, that's all right. Uh, um, if you were listening, if you're the first time listener, I couldn't remember the name of Michael Jordan's uh, Warner Brothers cartoon movie last week. Matt had Space to bail me out. Jam. Yep. Ninety-seven game one. The Jordan game winner. My, my just quick take on that, Matt, because. Jordan is sort of nonchalant after it. It is a great make. It is a long, long two, and, and he's not stepping bottom, into it. And it's bottom. Yep. It's a great make. That's yep. all I have to say on that. And he was motivated by Malone winning the MVP, was he not? Well, yeah, because he needed all these extra motivations. Now, can I have a go at this now, or do you want me to hold on to later? Well, just tell me what year you're going to talk about. And 97, if, the yeah, MVP. Go for it, mate. Yeah, yeah, 98, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so Jordan had twenty nine point six a game. Oh, sorry, just how many minutes can I walk away from the? No, this is this is this is um, this, this will be very quick. <laughs> Jordan had twenty nine and a half a game. Malone had twenty seven and a half. They're, Malone at fifty five percent. Jordan forty nine. But obviously Malone's shooting everything from three feet away, so his field goal percentage is going to be better. Yep. Jordan had thirty seven percent on threes. He had eighty three percent from the line versus Malone seventy six. The Bulls won sixty nine games. Sixty nine. Yep. Utah won sixty four. What this is just absolute nonsense. 
that they gave Malone. It's it's voter fatigue, Evans. It is. It's voter fatigue. It is. It's why um, Kobe didn't win seven. And they lost to New York in the last game, <laughs> regular season game at home when they were resting players. Otherwise, they would have won 70 twice. Yes. So the fact that he didn't win that was outrageous. Yep. Do you know that in that seven, uh, that push for 70 wins, and I say push, quote, unquote, you can't see my fingers at home, that Luke Longley and Tony Kukoc had a free throw competition that entire season, and they went into that game identical. Early in that game... The most free throws made or percentage-wise? Uh, free throw percentage because they're both good free throw shooters. Early on, Longley got hit hit two or two, which obviously fractionally put him above Kukoc. Watch that game when they're going for 70, and Kukoc is throwing himself into the lane in a desperate attempt to get, to to get a line. call when we think they should be going for 70 wins. They couldn't have cared less about that 70th win. Just have a look at the great Croatian one day. There you go. Yes. Peripheral goal, goal. There you go. The flu game. Now, should be renamed the food poisoning game. Now, folks, Matt drinks the uh, Bulls and the Michael Jordan. I've got to get this right. The, the Gatorade. The Kool-Aid Gatorade. The Gatorade more than anyone else. Did you buy this story about that there being no room service? Four to five guys rock up having delivered one pizza and that Tim Grover was like, Michael, I've got a bad feeling about this. Did you buy that version of their, of their story from uh, 23 years ago? Uh, so you're saying he didn't order the pizza, or no, what, are you, what are you saying? Do what are you not buying? That the there were four to five guys delivering um, a pizza. That well, two separate people said it independently of each yeah. other. Yeah, uh, that's our mate George Jorge. George, George <laughs> he 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 collaborated. He collaborated the story. Yeah, not corroborated, not collroborated. He corroborated. <laughs> okay. He corroborated the story with uh, quite magnanimous. Is, is, that even, is that even right? I don't know. But he think, corroborated Tim Grover's story. Didn't yeah, he? look, uh, you think it's a load of load of BS? Other sources say how many guys were in the room? There's at least George Cole, or Tim Grover, Michael Jordan. They, he orders there was one four, pizza. Wasn't there? This selfish MVP, not MVP. It was, this la- it was late, Evans. It was, so late. it was late. Orders one pizza, and from all accounts. I ate it by so the that no one else would touch the pizza, he spat on it, spat on the pizza, so that no one else would touch it. Now, what have we seen in Jordan's hand? Pretty much every non-basketballing moment in this series. A cigar. Yep. And uh, I reckon we—that's where we can chalk that up to. Not that some. So you reckon he got he got uh, he got food poisoning from his own saliva? I do. I do. Wow, that's a different angle. I do. I never heard that. Sorry, I'm not the first to come up with that theory, but no, I'm not buying that some pizza store quickly realised it was Michael Jordan, found some bad meat, so popped it on the pizza, and so the <laughs> this is a sports podcast, but just just so to be clear, you're saying that him spitting onto the pizza caused him to get sick, as opposed to the actual tobacco that he's sucking into his lungs i'm saying there was uh, i'm saying i wouldn't like to be challenged on this too far because i'm going to drop up at some point i'm saying you need to move on and i'm saying that i don't buy their story from 23 years ago that some pizza store just suddenly i'll say this horace grant has said he's never known a sicker person in his career than michael jordan in that moment no, 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 just no 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 just throughout it jordan was always sick always under the weather he burned the candles oh, at both he's ends. Just playing golf playing 36 yeah. holes of golf every day. Yeah. I'm not buying that this was some kind of uh, conspiracy. But facts are, he was extremely crook. True. Entering this game. True. He's on an IV. He's chalky white, as someone calls him, chalky white. You go up 18-8 early in that game. What stood out to me 23 years later, because this is a game I've watched as many in my, my viewing history, is this is the most vulnerable we'd ever seen, MJ. 
on a court, just how unwell he was, how he accepted and got help from teammates assisting on off the court, timeouts, all of it. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing at the time, and even now. Yeah, so the, the Jazz go up 13 after one, and they've got them by the pills, let's face it. Mm-hmm. Like they're in serious trouble here. But MJ, I just remember, responded in the second quarter. He just started making shots, started... He got a couple of steals. He went to the hole. He had a couple of he had a follow up dunk at one point. He set up Longley for a dunk. He just turned the game back, mm-hmm. but it only but it only brought them back to you know within striking distance three and a half. Yep. And you would have thought that would have just stuffed him. You would have thought yes at that point. Yep, um, I'm ready to go to the end of the game uh, if if I may. Well, well look, Utah are up five after the third quarter. Okay, okay. So it's fair to say they got him on the ropes at this point. <laughs> you talk about that will and determination before with regards to the Pacers series. Late game, he's shooting a free throw, which he misses, and gets his own rebound off the free throw miss. Um, off the Russell double, hits the, hits the three to put him up. He's got 44 points. Scotty Pippen basically hugs him to him and, and walks him off the court. Now, this is what I loved about this doco series, Matt, was that you talk about different angles, different footage. The camera stayed with him on the doco at the timeout. Matt, did you see? He could almost not even sit up straight. Yeah, he was slinking down in his he, chair. He almost collapsed he? in that chair. Yeah. Yep. I've got that. I bought I bought a professional photo of that. Of that, that man moment. No, of, of, of Jordan being carried off by Pippin. I've got it framed. Yep, I know. Yeah. I know. Just an unbelievable yep. moment. Lovely men. Game six, which is another... Very tight affair. And they covered the Steve Kerr stuff in the lead-up to this, which was a nice little break-up <laughs> in the production. Yep, we knew where they were going. Uh, you were down seven early in this one. Obviously not to the level of the paces, but you were down 46-39. So Jazz came to play. Um, can you picture that huge uh, Brian Russell three that he hits? Oh, that's another one for oh, you. Giddy up, 4-2. I'm being murdered here. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, enormously long shot too. Like he was a good meet. He was almost hard up against yep. the sideline. Yep, money. Um and that tied the game, didn't it? That's yep. three. Yeah, and then we uh, had Kerr beautifully recount the story about how his next title little kicker. I'm open. I'll be there. I'll be ready. Wasn't it? <laughs> Wasn't it? It was unbelievable. <laughs> that, that that was quite profound. How he said that Michael knew the camera was on him the whole time, so he's whispering it out the side of his mouth. Yep. Like, was the footage going live back to the Utah bench? <laughs> Why does he feel the need to do it out the side of his mouth? Is the CIA watching? I thought that was quite odd. <laughs> yep. Yeah, very odd. Oh, who knows who's, who was watching what? Um, I thought it was a money shot from Kerr. Smart again. I know you pointed this out to me before I'm taking your point, that he didn't just settle for the three, stepped yeah, in. Yeah, he for moved the, in. For the open it beautifully. Yep. Um, I love Michael's reaction to him. He basically smiled and pulled his head next to his and just sort of, he really... In the he, ensuing timeout? Yeah, straight yep. after it happened. Yep. It was a great reaction to look how far they'd come yep. from, you know, having having a blow, coming to blows earlier. Yeah, absolutely. So that, was, that was great. And, and they're standing next to each other on the scorer's table. And yeah. Yeah. Never yep. gets old looking at that stuff as a Bulls man. No. And I know I um I talked about this game-winning steal about five episodes again, about eight years off. So you're not alone in getting your years wrong, Matt. And you were kind to me a couple of episodes ago. But if you watch that final play where um, the Jays are trying to tie or win, um, Kukoc isn't, as we'd see players now, jumping up and down wildly. He's Pippen, just standing there. No, uh, Kukoc at the pass. Yes, on the inbound. Yes, yeah. yes. So he's just standing there. And I don't know if Utah didn't have another timeout, but as he threw the overhand, he jumps, gets a finger to it. So it's a bad pass, but it is deflected. 
Pippen picks it off. Back to Kukoc, who's smiling as he dunks the ball uh, to win the title. I think Robin jumps into his arms and yeah. some really beautiful responses. Yes. Yeah. Another bitter twist to the dark side of an all-American success story. I know. You're not narrating the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, Robin's crazy. Come play with the Bulls. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? I had no problem with the glove. This is what I've had to put up with for, over, for about 20 years. Uh, what are some of the controversial, some of the big quotes... Some of the standout lines that uh, that you heard this episode. Um, what will I start with here, Evans? Okay. Do you want me to go? Um, <laughs> how about, in your effing face. In your effing face. What? Which is a female Indiana fan. Oh, yes. Well during done. a moment in game three. Yep. Okay. She looks like she's going to pull a gun. Yep. How impressed was Joe Klein with those lines? Yes. He was not happy. Yes. I couldn't pick what she was saying, so well done, Billy. Yeah, almost a peripheral pickup. Um, you've touched on this. David Aldridge, who you and I have talked about through this doco series so far, he's almost perfect for in the field at this point. So you're allowed a heat check, but he bricked this one. And he says, John Stockton throws the single best pass I've ever seen a point guard throw. Uh, Come on, Aldridge. He's seen LeBron play as well. Has he seen, Le- has he seen Major Johnson play? The game. That's the single. When he's doing the fingers over the head hey, and around the... Hey, doing respect, this respect for the great man. Um, you still got to come through Chicago. <laughs> of course they do. I don't care what happens today, what happens in the other series. You still got to come through Chicago. Yep. And the fact that he had medical tape across his eye and looked wounded when he said it, just added to the theatre. An all-timer, that one. All-time great yep. quote. And you'd never hear that in this country. You would never hear someone in the AFL or whatever, be that confident to okay. say, you still got to come through us. No one would be saying that. Sure. Oh, no, don't give them ammunition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, you get back to the arrogance now. Um, Jordan in the will I, won't I of game five, the flu game, um, you know, feels like, are, are you able to go? He says to Phil, yeah, I want to play. If anything, I could be a decoy. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, Matt, I know you love your stats. He shoots the ball 27 times. Well, he might have shot it 40 times. I can be a decoy. The greatest of all time can be a decoy. Um, You think he's the MVP? Fine. No problem. Yeah. Yep. Thank you very much. Yep. Love it. Um, Aldridge, he came back strong. um, Talking about uh, the, the flu game. Talking of Jordan. Just said he went somewhere and he found the switch. Mm. Another one from MJ. We will win game seven. Okay. And the other, there's a bit of that they didn't show. I think it's on one of the Bulls videos. Yeah. And the guy goes, are you promising that? He goes, no, I only make promises to my wife, but we will win game seven. <laughs> and folks, that is the first reference to Michael Jordan's wife in the entire documentary series. And the only series. one, Juanita, there you go. his first wife. Uh, uh, get, get the beeper ready, Matt. Get the beeper ready. Um, pre-game. Pre-game... Uh, doesn't matter. You stay away from Scott Burrell. You're not instructed to talk to Scott Burrell. You're scared that out of him. <laughs> he's saying, yes. this, he was saying this to Ahmad Rashad, who's a he member was. of the media. Um, oh, one of his mates. He wasn't yes. kidding either. Burrell went one, yes. for, one for one in five minutes. That game. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> one for one in five minutes. Well, he wasn't play. scared. He was perfect from the floor. O'Brien. This is a family no, piece no, of entertainment. No, no, that, that's, that's, that's what Michael said to Larry yep, <laughs> in the hallway. In the hallway. Yep. I was going to go with that as the first one, but I just sort of held off. Yep. And this is how serious I'm taking our soccer game, Matt. I had that and took it out because I knew you'd go there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd go there. Do you have any more? I've got more. No, I, and the reason why I know you'd say that because 
folks at home, Matt laughed his absolute head off when this happened in real time, <laughs> rewinded the TV immediately and made me watch the line again. I didn't know whether I didn't tell. I couldn't tell who said it, whether it was Larry or Michael. <laughs> yeah. I had to clarify. Yeah, graceful exit from You Jordan. got more, you're done. He was on my list. Oh. He had a list. He had a list. He had a list. Had a list. I make list. He made a <laughs> <laughs> I name names. <laughs> Who was Bit he of Seinfeld humour there. Who was he talking about? He was talking about um, he was talking about Brian Russell. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because he came when he was retired and said, "You shouldn't have retired. Why? How could guard you? Why'd you retire yeah. for?" And he said, "You could tell this guy what's going on." He so this was his his real list. Did he have a made up list? Oh yeah, like he had made up quotes. He had made up stuff. Yes, yes. Um, George Carr. And my last one, this is a bit this is a bit obscure, Evans. Obscure. A little bit left field. Okay. Um, he took a leave of absence from us. Now, I just want you to <laughs> Don't you know who said that? Phil? No. Michael's Michael's buddy George Collar, Jorge, said that. Yeah. He took a leave of absence from us. Now Talking about who? He's talking about um His name's gone from my mind. He's security man. Gus. Gus. He said he took a leave of absence. Mm-hmm. What, what from us? Was this the organisation of Michael? <laughs> Is George Kohler in middle management? He's running the human resources department <laughs> there of the Michael Jordan posse, and he said he's taken a leave of absence from us. Mm. I found that quite interesting. I think he's more than middle management. Is, is uh, George Kohler? I think he's CEO, senior, yes, yeah. senior exec. All That's right. it for me. All right. Well. Matt, excited as always. Oh, it's that time again. Almost my favourite segment of every pod. Peripherals. Where we look to the periphery, behind the scenes, what others may have missed, but we've picked up. These are our peripheral pickups. Okay. It's always a concern when you've got to start a sentence, Matt, with the words, I'm not into fat shaming. But... <laughs> MJ wearing a Detroit three-peat T-shirt. No, just how strong was Judd Bushler's coffee the morning that he got interviewed? <laughs> but Matt's just asked me the question. And I'm answering it. Because I'm not getting an adequate response. Matt, what have you got? Um, Larry Bird. Yeah. How, how old would Larry Bird be, do you reckon? It's hard to tell. <laughs> Fair 60. to say. Fair okay, to say. We could look it up. Hard to tell. Whatever. He's not a young man. Um, okay. Has Larry Bird ever heard of hair product in his entire <laughs> life? Do they not sell it in French Lick, Indiana? Every time we see him, interviews, games, just looks like he got out of bed, out of shower, leaves the Come hair, on. leaves the fur up, you know, Come high. Come on, Matt. Get some presents, Larry. Some pride about your appearance, please. He, he's the hick from French please. Lick. He's 64 years old. He doesn't have to impress <laughs> ever, you. Ever, He's good to go. Just All right. one time. My first one, staying with something we were talking about before. Before Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, um, we watch... Ahmad and Jordan, pre-game, sitting back with the security, just watching the TV. Um, sitting back, behind them are some security guards standing up. Uh, nah, don't give up your seat to Gus. He's fine. Yes, good point. Come on, boys. And he's, he's sitting there saying, nut crunching time, nut yeah. crunching time. Hey, hey, Ahmad, maybe the guy who's recovering from chemo and is doing everything he can to be there. Maybe give him your seat. Yes. Um, Jalen Rose, not mentioning himself. Oh. When listing all the good players on his Pacers team, yes, very endearing. He's polished. That would be you wouldn't an, an American basketball NBA player. You would never hear them reel off their entire team when they're a good player themselves yep. and not say their own own name. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was yeah, magnificent. Yep. From, he's from fantastic. No, well said by you. And very, and very nice hair too. <laughs> he's a, he's a polished pro. Uh, my. Peripheral pickup is Jalen Rose as well. Because, Matt, as you know, with our peripheral pickups, greatness recognises greatness. Um, so a shout-out to Jalen Rose, who pointed out to us after the Reggie game winner the stoic 
Larry Birdface. Who, yes. When you watch the clip, you actually can't tell when the shot goes in because he just doesn't change his demeanour one bit with a few seconds left on the clock. Um, the Tim Grover said Tim Grover said that uh, five guys delivered the pizza, yeah? Yeah. And he had a... Yeah, I'm probably just playing into your hands here. And he had a bad feeling about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, why did you let him eat it? Because <laughs> he didn't have a bad He's feeling about it. He's kind of important to the team. <laughs> a little bit. Yep. Did you say anything to him? Exactly. What were you doing to him? That's I had a bad feeling, but no, I didn't say anything. I'm letting him. I'll let him have it. Yeah, just let him eat the whole thing. Like twelve pieces of it. Yep, yep. Uh, and Matt, um, I've got a serious one. Um, at the end of game seven, Jordan's up after that win over Indiana. Fair enough. Um, he refers to Gus to his face as his ace in the hole, and he says to uh, to Gus, "We got to take you out to Utah." If you have a look at Gus's face when he says that, no he, it's heartbreaking. He just knew he, he could. He knew he couldn't knew go. He couldn't go. Um, and obviously, maybe he probably yeah. wasn't in security detail on the road, but his face was just heartbreaking. He just knew he couldn't be a part of that. It was it was a real poignant moment. Yep. Um, Reggie and Michael, you know, they put the suits on, they look good. But for future appearances, when you wear a suit, the tie, the knot needs to be bigger than a grape. <laughs> I just, just you know, you're six foot six, you're big men. Yep. Got this little grape knot on their ties. Yep. I just, yeah, I just I'd go for a wow. more, 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 more small apricot kind of feel. We want to go for not, Gee. not, not like, not like the. Great You're a critical size. man, Matt O'Brien. We're talking about the size of the knots on their ties. Yeah, well, it's right. these are peripherals. Are, right. you, are you done? Or no, no, no. I've yeah. got, I've got one with with a shout out to the moment that you talked about before of the the timeout where Steve Steve Kerr responds to Jordan saying, "I'll hit you up if they double me like he's been named the 1997 prom queen." Um, <laughs> You talked Good. about this, the Stockton um, Western Conference Finals game winner when he hits the threes from the top of the key, which comes up again later in our podcast series. Matt, if you watch that play, watch the Carl uh, <clears throat> Malone screen. Where, On Chuck? Which, yeah, which is basically, the best way to term it, it's like uh, Sebastian Maniscalco humping a stool. He's just oh, all really? over him. And An illegal screen, a, you're saying? It's not even a screen. It's just simply it's a, a wraparound and, and like an awkward crab walk as he tries to, as he walks him off the court. Could have been played holding the man, you're saying. <laughs> well, holding the ball. There was some, there was some touching. Yep. Um, the... Oh, which one I'm going to finish with? I'm going to go the Utah uniform, Evans. Okay. The Utah uniform and accompanying tracksuit that they oh, wear. Oh, it's awful. Well, what well, are we dealing yep. with there? It's like a couple of retired 80-year-olds swanning down the beach in Queensland. <laughs> was this like... Who was in charge of marketing for the for the jazz with that 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 little number? I don't Elton, know. Elton John, Boy George, like who's in charge? I'm not sure I, what it was. That is just the worst. That is the worst uniform I've ever seen yep. in an NBA team. Yep. Trust me, you can do some things with purple, but not not, not that. Not a, not a white little sash in the oh, middle. It's of terrible. It. No, it's going to move us on. Oh, no, 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 Matthew I Allen. I got one more. I got one <laughs> more. Peter Peter Richard. This is my. I'll put this one as my last one. Um, during Steve's account of the final shot, his final shot where he says, you know, bailing out Michael again, all that stuff. Doesn't feel comfortable in yeah, those yeah. situations. <laughs> <laughs> but I want you to go back and watch that again. And I want you to watch Randy Brown seated on the right-hand side. He's oh. right of Steve Kerr as we're looking at it. Okay, yeah. He must have been on the juice for about <laughs> 15 or 20 hours straight. I swear he is not amused by this one Oh, you're bit. kidding. He's just sitting there like, oh no, he's half dead. Yep. It's fantastic. Well in the end, he just claps. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure he even knows why he's clapping anymore. 
<laughs> just check it out. Oh, I will. I will. I love it. I love it. Well, well played again. I look forward to next week's uh, final uh, peripheral pickups from the last dance documentary series. But we we'll made keep... it. We may do it. May do a top five on the whole thing. Pick out our favourite. Well, let's save it. Let's save it for the yeah, for, for, for the board meeting. Let's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Matt, I'm going to get you to introduce uh, this next segment to to our listeners. Kwame Brown, Slava Medvedenko. Kwame Brown, God bless him, is a scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever. It is our Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith, the most second second most opinionated sportscaster <laughs> in the history of the universe. Very passionate, very direct, and uh, yeah, very opinionated, which we love. Okay. So we have one of these each Yep. per week. It's meant to uh, annoy, agitate. Yep. Um, I won't use any other description. It's supposed to rile up the other person yes. in the podcast, which uh, right. a fact which Matt has ignored every single podcast. Um, I've done my best. <laughs> you've done your best. Um, how about I go first? Go for it. Go. Okay, cool. Because mine's a bit more of an overarching one. I know you've got a bit of an of a episode nine focus. Um, I've kept this one until late in the season I've, as I've wanted to watch a lot of this play out again. Uh, Matt, I'm going to remember this series, this doco series, and encourage all who see it as a celebration of a of a, of a, a celebration. celebration, not as a calamitous tragedy. Calamitous, as so many fans and members of the team would have us believe that you were deprived of a chance to go for a seventh ring. Oh, look, come on! Look, I get it. This is the only run of significance that this franchise has ever had. They've only gone top four just once in the last 22 years, but you were relevant. For a full 14 oh, years, he's mate. Thrown the, he's a thrown full, the relevant, relevant. A full 14 years. That sounds like years. a comeback from your 40th speech. These seasons brought highlights, memories, superstars and championships that have to be seen to be believed. But the bleating from so many around this organization, its players and fans, does nothing but sour this memory. It <laughs> sours it. Mate, at the end of this series. Sours it, please. The team was shot. They were losing their coach and their second best player. Yeah, turn your phone and in off. A locker- <laughs> Someone's agreeing with me. My sisters. My sisters never messing me. They were losing their coach, their best, second best player, in a lockout shortened season with your MVP missing part of his finger, your rock star Robin officially off the reservation and role players getting offers elsewhere, which they would have taken. The story was done. This would have ended, this could have ended far worse than it played out. Someone else making the call on it, as unlikable, as overweight as he may have been, only brought to fruition, Matthew Allen. Fruition. The inevitable. It gave us the greatest final highlight of a team that we could imagine. Agreed. And, and it saved them the ignominy of a humiliating 1999 downfall. I'll remember this team for what they gave us, not for what they could have been. Okay, fair enough. I'm a bit persnickety about a couple of things there. <laughs> now, 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 all all great coaches make mistakes. Yeah, Did would you this be agreed? One, Matt? Sorry? Tell us one mistake Phil Jackson ever made. He went to New York. Um, <laughs> all, great ca- all great coaches make mistakes, right? Yep, we had Pop benching, benching Timmy on the final oh. play of game six in 2012. My goodness. The Ray Allen game. The yep. one that if, um, yeah, LeBron would be like two and eight in the NBA finals if that didn't happen. Okay. Steve Kerr playing, choosing to play Festivus Azili oh, no. in the Fe- fourth quarter of game seven Festivus. in 2016. Sorry, his real name is Festus. Um, now I was highly verbal about that one as it happened. As, as it you happened, recall, on that coach over as it there, happened. I was I was ropeable. I'm like, what are you doing, Steve Kerr? You're losing the series, which yep. it did lose the series. LeBron hit two threes or three and three three pass. Yep. Um, Bill Belichick benching Malcolm Butler 
in Super Bowl 51 versus the Eagles. I know. Not even playing him. I know. Outrageous. Yep. But game five, Peter Richard Evans. Yep. It's Peter Richard, John. It's all right. You've only known me for 22 years. I've got two middle names. I don't give I'm more than just a piece of meat. But game five of 1997 was an all-time stinker. Yep. One that you should never have been able to escape from, Jerry Sloan. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't been – no issues been made of it. I can even remember anyone even – even in this, nothing's been said about it. They were historically bad in this game. Yep. An all-time stinker and choke job that hasn't got anywhere near the scrutiny. Jerry Sloan saying he didn't know Michael was sick. What kind of organisation are you running? It was on the pre-game coverage. It was on the coverage during the game. He's walking around half dead. Do we believe this? Do we believe that he actually didn't know? If he didn't know, he should have. If he couldn't see by opening his eyes and looking at him, or anyone from the Jazz organisation, did anyone know? How about when he pulled up early in the game and shot the ball a metre long off the backboard? Did that give you any any indication he maybe wasn't on? (laughs) Jerry showed... Jerry... Um, I'm going to go to a Seinfeld episode here. Oh, here we go. That wasn't very smooth, was it? Um, you remember the episode where where um, Jerry starts to shave every every day? He's Je- shaving. He starts shaving every part of his body, his no? his chest, and his. And then Kramer says, "You can't do that. It'll grow back thicker and stronger." <laughs> and then Kramer walks him into the room next door where you can't see him on camera. Yeah. Takes his top off and then says, "Look at it! Look at it! <laughs> That's what they should have been doing with Jordan. Look at it!" Does the fact that they're wheeling him up and down the court on a gurney, did that that give him... Or the fact he had a drip in his arm and tubes in his mouth and nose, did that not give away the fact that maybe you could have doubled him and make someone else beat you? Yeah. Probably, almost certainly would have won the game. And as for Brian Russell, oh, Brian Russell. He leaves MJ entirely alone at the top of the three-point line to go and double Scottie Pippen on the block. (laughs) With the scores tied and a minute left. Yep. He appeared like the Derek Zoolander of basketball in that moment. The dumbest bloke you've ever oh. seen. Yep. You've seen Zoolander? Oh, absolutely. A Zoolander reference. Yep. Uh, I'm happy he didn't do this, but if I was a jazz fan, I would be bleeding about this to this day. And, and just to, for, for the white mumba out, history repeats itself a year later. I know. I know it does. I know it does. It does badly. Well done by you. Well wasn't as smooth you. as I thought it would go, but That's you get right. the point. At least we didn't have to wait a minute for you to bring up uh, that Kramer quote on your iPhone. <laughs> well, I had to <laughs> pad, pad. No, fantastic, fantastic. Well, we're almost there, Matt, almost at the end of our episode. Just two things to go. Next one is our queens, our questions without notice. This is rapid fire, back and forth. Have you saved me three questions today or have you gone into them earlier? You got three for me? Um, yeah, I do. Okay, great. You want to go first or do you want me to hit it off? Uh, you can go first. All right, Phil Jackson, amazing coach. You and I agree on this. If he... In a world in which he never existed, Matt, if you could choose any other coach throughout history to coach your Bulls through this 14 years or through their dominant run, who would you have? Pat Riley. You'd have Pat Riley. Okay. Pat Riley. Straight away. You sure? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Now, Steve Kerr said he wasn't getting as much, he was getting as much much interest from recruiters as he was from the girls. (laughs) Do you think that may have had anything to do that he went to, he had, he like Larry Bird had refused to like invest in some hair product and anything other than track clothes when he was heading out. Uh, think, Do you think that was the reason? I think Steve Kerr was being self-effacing. I reckon he had, would have had a lot of interest from the ladies on campus as a fledgling star. Matt, two-parter from you. For, for, for you, sorry. What's the, what's the most amount of people who have ever delivered takeaway food to your door and... Do you even realise that this service exists? 
Magnificent. Well, I'd like to. Next time I order Thai and I learn how to use Uber Eats, I'll, I'll request a five-person drop-off. Thank you. I'll request a five-person drop-off. Now, you saw the young Reggie in his rookie year. I did. He could have been cast in Star Wars, don't you think? As what? some kind of weird-looking Ewok-type sci-fi character. Hang on. Skinny head, long arms, huge ears. Do you reckon he could have got a gig? Is this your, is this your question without notice? Yes, it is. Could he have got cast? I'm adding a bit of merriment to the podcast. <laughs> Um, sure. I will. Go, I'll say though. I reckon he. I reckon Jordan in his rookie year was thinner. You reckon? Yep. Doesn't look as weird as Reggie though. Surely. With his pants pulled up. <laughs> a zebra pants. All right, um, Matt. You might have known this one was coming because um, some of this series and key games don't always reflect well on a couple of guys. We talked about Pippen and Kukoc before. We've talked about the fact that it does reflect well on our man Luke Longley, starting centre on three straight titles. How big a snub do you think? It was that they couldn't be bothered flying out to uh, chat to the starting centre of three straight titles. Yeah, I'm a bit uh, a bit miffed by that. Yep. That's fair, fair call. Sure. Fair call. Um, this is a good one for you. Okay, thank you. Um, you got to come through Chicago. So that that presser, Michael's got the you know the medical tape over the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, did he did he miss an opportunity here, Peter Richard Evans? Did he miss an opportunity here? Should he have put on the full surgical arm brace as, Le- as LeBron did post-game four, the post-game four sweep in the 18 finals? Just to add to the theatre, like maybe, a, you know, a big bit of gauze around the head or something. Do you think he just missed an opportunity there? Yes. To control the narrative a bit better. <laughs> he did. Yeah. <laughs> Did he, did he, isn't it exactly how Paul Pierce came out one time with the gauze around his head in a wheelchair? I <laughs> oh, like Paddy Dangerfield wandering out with his whole body wrapped up and that wasn't it. No one laughed oh, at him. Oh, Joel, Joel Selwood. He tried that. Joel yeah. Selwood. All right. Well done. Questions without notice. It's in the box. All right. One to go. Woo! Star of the show. Yep. From North Carolina. <laughs> Matt, I, we need to introduce our final segment, the star of the show. Now, if you're wondering why we don't name Michael Jordan as the star of the show, it's because he's obviously the star of the show and we both gave him the MVP of episode... One. Episodes <laughs> one and two, our one first ten. podcast, our first pod. Um, so, Matt, who is your star of the show? You get to go first. Oh. Um, Steve Kerr and his mum. Oh, no. Oh no! <laughs> I think I've I think I've struck a raw nerve there. Um, just totally honest in his account of the games, his role in them. As I said, a healthy level of self-deprecation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and his dad passed thirty-five years ago, and just to see the impact that was that was huge. He was the star of the show for me. Well played by you. Uh, I'm not going to try and wing it on the fly. I'm with you. One of the best yet poorly prepared interviews they had. One of the highest IQ and EQ players and coaches the NBA have ever, has ever seen. He's self-effacing. Take note, MJ and Scotty Pippen. He's genuinely kind and funny. He's too poor to afford a razor. He's one of the best <laughs> shooters I've ever seen after Steph, Ray Allen, Clay, Reggie. Wow. Took a good team to great with the Warriors. Has yes. eight championship rings. Put up with eight. Dr- put up with Draymond. Eight. And KD. Eight. And Draymond and KD. Star of the show, the conscience of the Chicago Bulls, Steve Kerr. Pete Evans out. <laughs> I'm not going to call myself the white mamba, but that is, friends, all we have time for tonight. Thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to 
next week, Matt, where we get to get into episode 10, the absolute finale of the last dance documentary series. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Stay safe.